All right, this is Tropical Talk Radio number three from the compound. I've got my radio voice on. Can somebody play the intro music? Yeah, buddy, you've downloaded Tropical Talk Radio, where we talk about all things entrepreneurship, travel, and lifestyle. If you're interested in more about this program, check out tropicalmba.com. And if you sign up for our mailing list, I will personally send you 50 free podcast episodes that take you along on our journey and expose the insider story on how we started a million-dollar, honest-to-goodness product business while we traveled the globe. All right, guys, this is a totally scenester podcast. This is an inside look at what we're doing. We are going to provide some value here. By the end of the episode, we're going to get to some truly revolutionary SEO insights from Travis here, who's on the front lines, as well as some product exposure insights from Ian and Simon, who are on the e-commerce uh, trenches. So this is some seriously insane stuff. It's not structured. It's off the cuff, unedited. Uh, we will get to that, but first I want to talk about some of the lifestyle stuff, first impressions of Bali and Thailand. So anyway, guys, welcome to the program. We've got a few minutes here before we have to hit the clubs in celebration of Amir's birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're out here on the TMBA cabana. Travis, how did you find us and what do you do? Why are you here? Uh, first of all, I found you by simply the Lifestyle Business Podcast. Ran across it somewhere and have been listening for about a year. And basically just want to come show up and meet you guys so it is possible we are real people Completely we are real legitimate somewhat legitimate. Some, somewhat <laughs> legitimate yes it's working one thing I noticed is that you bought a DC membership before you asked me to sleep on my couch you're the second or third guy to do that now did you feel guilty sleeping on the couch and not joining the DC be honest <laughs> No, not really. I honestly just wanted to get in there to see what was happening, to learn. Um, there's all kinds of information just pouring out of there. You have a huge thread on there right now. It's like the, I'm an SEO pro, ask me anything. What do you think of the DC? Like, is it, you're a guy who's got a six-figure business. Is it of value to you? It is of value to me. Um, there's so many people with different expertise, the expertises um, in the DC that no matter what you know, you can learn something from somebody else. And right. I am on a regular basis. So it's my understanding that both you and Simon, you started out in Asia in Thailand. Is that right? Correct. So this is your both your first time in Bali. First so time in Bali. A lot of people when they come to Asia for the first time is like Thailand's the first stop. So, how, I mean, how has the experience been in Bali for both of you guys, Simon? What's it like, man? You're tropical, you're tropical MBA, but to call you an intern is sort of ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> you got you, you got a business that's that's paying the bills, and it's a fantastic. Uh, uh, do you share your business publicly, what you do yet? Do you expose your niche or do you keep that under? Uh, I haven't too much focused on it, but it's not a big deal. I, I have an online surf shop that focuses, first started focusing on racks and now we're getting into more pretty much all surf accessories, so. Word. Um, yeah, keep going with that. I'm gonna turn on the fan because it's fucking hot. It's fucking all get out. <laughs> um, for Bali, I would have to say the biggest difference for me between Thailand is local interaction. Uh, the locals are really quite friendly here. Um, it's really quite refreshing. Good point. Definitely good point. I feel like Bali is way more westernized than Thailand in a lot of ways. Now, granted, it might be that Thailand was my first stop in Asia and I was all wide-eyed in shock, but I get here and I don't have that shock factor. Other yes. than the insane driving, yeah, I feel <laughs> way more westernized. So what's your motivation to be here in Asia? Uh, I at first, it was just kind of like a vacation, like, hey, I'm going to stop by Bali, meet you guys, see what's going on, maybe go surfing a little bit. Now, it's I'm getting so much accomplished here right now, interacting with 
all the DC guys bouncing ideas off. Like Simon and I talk about all the time, you, you don't get this anywhere else. And so many parts of the world in the businesses that we're in, we're by ourselves. We're right. owners. There's no one else around to talk to about this stuff. You come here and there's everybody is doing it. And it's it's common. The, just the, the terms you can use that people completely understand, you know, Google product feeds, SEO, and all the details of that. It's right. amazing. We were just congratulating you earlier on a fantastic domain purchase. Oh, yes. This is like huge points. Like, this is a great, like, everybody's like, wow, how did we go gossip about it? Did you hear what Travis bought tonight? So this is kind of like a really nerdy. Supremacy SEO. We all get, we all get excited. <laughs> I wish we had the applause effect on this podcast. Um, so, <laughs> a lot of people, they've been following the blog for a while. Maybe they read it for informational purposes, maybe they read it for entertainment and inspiration. You were one of those guys, you know, building, you have a prototypical Tim Ferriss business. Oh, so does great. Simon. I mean, literally down to the point that you're doing supplement, ingestible supplements, right? Mm -hmm. And and so you're sitting at home in Asheville, your hometown, doing your thing, building the business. You're reading these blogs of these guys in Asia. What is the difference in the perception for the people that are elsewhere, reading this stuff, listening to this stuff, and then when you got here? I mean, does that make sense? Uh, yeah, question? totally. First of all, that you guys are real guys. And, you know, we hear you on the podcast and much dumber than we appear <laughs> on the show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Maybe. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's just in your head. You 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 hear this voice and you listen to the podcast and you can't quite grasp it. You guys are real, honestly. You get here and it's just oh, you're normal guys who are killing it, obviously with business, but still normal guys. Word. So, Ian, you've been at the TMBA house now for T-minus three days. Correct. Uh, you know, you're the, what do you think of this atmosphere? I mean, you're, you're one of these guys who thinks maybe the lifestyle and lifestyle business is for wimps, but now you're here, you're seeing everybody, we're all hanging out together. Do you think it's a value in terms of business to pull together a network like this? I mean, what are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, I show up, there's uh, no electricity out on the patio. <laughs> the house hasn't been clean for a while. It kind of smells upstairs. We have a maid, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's two days. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking that you guys must be doing something besides uh, taking care of this place, like making some money, so that's good. Um, you know, this is my third time in Bali, so um, good to be back and uh, good to be hanging out with all you guys here. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because... Um, when uh, when I first started traveling a couple years ago to Asia, like we were kind of kind of alone, but kind of not alone. Like we met up with some people when we were in Thailand, but now it's becoming like a, a pretty big scene. Like uh, people are coming into Bali because um, we're hanging out here, you know, and a lot of other people are hanging out here too. So it's become quite a scene, and that's that's pretty cool to have like our, our scene going on, like internet marketing scene, yeah. e-commerce scene. So I'm digging this. I feel like it's like a little bit of like that movie, The Social Network, where everybody gets plugged in, you know? Exactly. Like around this house, we've got pretty decent internet. On any given day, you see six essentially <laughs> dudes. There's a couple <laughs> girls coming around, but it's a lot of dudes sitting around with MacBook Pros, just absolutely with the earbuds or the, or the Dr. Dre beats, just m making it happen. And to me, this stuff really rubs off. Like I've learned a lot from everybody that's come, like I've learned tons from Simon. Even it's interesting because Simon's business is sort of similar to what we started Ian three years ago yeah and to see Simon come out of the gates but with kind of a new philosophy like yeah. with with a much lighter approach that you know 
if we could have done that three years ago, our business would have grown a lot faster. Right. So Simon, let's talk about like the basic DNA. I'm interested because you started an e-commerce store in March. Right. And now, now you generate a full-time income off of that store. And this, this podcast was recorded in November. Right. So what's the basic approach? You started with a blog, right? Started with a blog that ranked for surf racks, surfboard racks. Um, and then I just, I saw that I was actually selling quite a bit through Amazon. And then I thought, well, might not sell the real product myself. Uh, started contacting manufacturers. Um, and lo and behold, most of them just happened to drop ship. So just enabled me to keep adding more racks and more racks. So a lot of people that like want to get into lifestyle, they're like, well, screw products. Like I'm gonna have to pick up a phone or I'm gonna have to, you know, have a warehouse. What does your operation look like? Because you're moving, you know, a decent amount of product every month. Operation, it's very light. Um, you know, it's all no inventory. So, um, and believe it or not, with the younger surfings, I don't, there's not much work. You know, there's very little phone calls. There's very little emails. You know, with the generation being younger, it's it's I believe it's less and less, and being able they feel more comfortable just buying online without really talking to anyone. So, what's if if, if people are out there looking to get an e-commerce store? I'm assuming you say you can still travel and have an e-commerce store. What's the biggest hack? What's a great hack to get tons of exposure for the products on your e-commerce store? You got all kinds of cool little tricks that you're utilizing that Ian and I are actually taking notes. Like right? you were just telling me today about uh, Shop Wiki. Yeah, so right now there's there's tons of like shopping network basically stores where people can go and just shop on one site like Shop Wiki, there's Google Product, there's The Find, all these really small ones, but they allow you to get they allow you to generate traffic basically virtually overnight. So you can throw up 100 products and you're in the marketplace today, you know, generating quality qualified people that are looking to buy. Now, so you're in like a, a distribution business where you're selling other people's products, right? So do you find it often the case that other people have already thrown those products in there? Or how are you getting an edge given that you're not designing your own products? Um, you know, it's it seems to me that most people, the older gener, well, the older stores really don't utilize this kind of stuff. Um, and you know, they're, it's it's a work for them, you know, they're big and they're, you know, they're kind of proud of who they are and they don't look for new edges and there's there's these shopping networks popping up every day, you know, so I keep an eye out for them and, and as soon as there's a new one, I put my products in there and bam. You know, one of the things we're talking about today is how under uh, leveraged uh, the Google product feeds still are. Yes. I mean, you can get on the front page. Uh, real easy with some of these product feeds. My theory on that is you have to have a, like a PhD in fucking physics to figure out how to get your shit on that. Yes. Yeah, fairly difficult. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but it's working for you, right? Yeah, well, I use Shopify. So Shopify, it's a push of a button. So it's, and I would say a hack for Google plus, products. Plus one for Shopify. But yeah, plus one for Shopify for sure. Uh, yeah, it's easy. Um, but I would also say I was told, and I've done a lot of research for ranking on Google product, the more specific you are with the product, like, if you're adding like the uh, manufacturer part numbers, the UPC numbers, you're going to get ranked higher than people that leave them out. And you know? I was uh, I was online the other day, and uh, I was actually on the phone with a buyer for Costco, and they brought me through how they were finding our products, and they were actually going through Google Shopping and typing in the part number there too. So I'm not sure how many people are doing that, but that could be a new uh, yeah. New actually, me and Travis just talked about this yesterday of how he was searching for products with the UPC number. I mean, a lot of people that start stores don't add that in, and that's a lot of people search for that. Long tail is just so critical for any e-commerce uh, marketing. What you know, 
I'm sorry. Go for it, man. I was going to say, one thing I want to ask you both, what do you guys think about uh, QR codes? Are you using those yet? How effective do you think those are going to be in the future? I don't even know what those are. Yeah, me either. This, Q- is, this is exactly why Ian's my business partner. So shut the fuck up about QR codes. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> one final thing. I, dude, I want to I want to talk about this one like super high leverage hack, though, for your e-commerce store, which is these follow-up emails out of your cart. I think this is brilliant. Right. Tell me about this. So I send emails um, from for Shopify again plus two here. Um, they make you put the uh, your email in basically before you get started um, as you're filling it out. So I have pe- everyone who's email before they actually see their total price. They've already given their email, um, and then if they see the total price and they're a little bit skittish, then I actually send them an email immediately after, letting them know basically asking them if if it was our fault. You know if there was a problem with our site. Um, and then I make it extremely easy to go back exactly where they left off, reminding them exactly what they had in their cart, and all they do is have to click the link and they're ready to finish where they started. So what are the hard results on that for you? What do you mean? Like, like exactly what percentage would you estimate people, or do you know? Yeah, I, easy 30%. You know, I was losing people. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, I would lose oh people. My gosh. All the, and the funny thing is I'm getting emails, even from people that don't buy, of why they didn't buy. So that's vital. This is a this is a real high level trick actually that I've seen done by some of these like mega superstores online. They'll uh, they'll do exactly what you're talking about. So I'm not sure where you, where you thought about this, but I, I've seen this before. We got it from AmyAfrica.com, or at least that's what Phil told me to check out. Right. So I think I saw it from ShowMe.com or something similar to that, where they actually had studied card card abandonment emails or something like that. So Travis, you're putting some brains on the wall lately this week, and that's my terminology for exploding salty splat. Uh, man, you have some marquee, marquee key word rankings, like so marquee that we could not mention them on the show. And so, and you do it by pushing the envelope. And that's what I love about it because especially when it comes to like bloggers and podcasters and stuff, they always teach you the white hat stuff because no one wants to risk it. No one wants to risk giving people gray hat advice, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and so... Um, you've got just got this hacker attitude. That's one thing that like all the guys at the TMBA house, like I feel like I'm the most conservative one in the house. Like all you guys are have this incredible sort of hacker attitude. So it, bring us down a couple key strategies. First off, tell us about your blog network, how that business got off the ground and how that kind of stuff works. All right, well, my blog network is simply a high PR blog network. Uh, simple terms, I went through and bought a large quantity of high PR domains that people had abandoned. These sites had been aged and gained authority in Google's eyes and they threw you know, PR5s and PR4s on them. And I bought them from a domain broker uh, before they actually expired. Once they expire, they lose their value. And I take them and just put basically 20,000 words of useless content on them that makes no sense whatsoever. And uh, I will then put links on these pointing back to your site. So what this is doing is giving you 50 high PR links pointing to your site, which gives your site a ton of authority. Do you do it like overnight? A lot of people say you should trickle out your links. I do. I drip in 14 days and trickle down. Uh, And so in Google's eyes, suddenly, wow, all these important sites that are high PR are suddenly carrying your link. You must be an important site as well. Now, Google doesn't care that the contents on these is trash? or No. they, they haven't so far. Okay, and how long have you been doing this? <laughs> um, I would say eight months. 
Interesting. Yes. Uh, I've lost a couple of the sites to PR drops, but that's probably normal anyway. Other than that, they haven't seemed to care at all, and I've seen some amazing results from this. And just in the fact I started a website, I'm not going to say the, what the niche is, but within three months is when Google did their PR update. It went from PR0 to PR5. Okay, so uh, these tactics are so fascinating to me. Maybe I wouldn't want to put these in my core money-making domain, but let's say I've got some spare time and I've got a passion for, I just bought a blue Yeti microphone mic, mm -hmm. okay? So I, I want to be an affiliate for this product. I want to rank for Yeti Blue, highly competitive key term, but I'm willing to get crazy with it because it's my second business, it's not my first one. Could you lay out for me like a basic kind of gray slash white hat roadmap for how you could be highly aggressive at trying to sort of like rank for a marquee key term like that? Uh, yes, I believe I can. Um, start with the website has to be legit. Uh, with the Panda update, the websites have to be incredibly interactive. They have to have a lot of content. The general rule is your front page needs 2,000 words of unique content. Um, keyword rich that will get, set your site up to not get penalized as much okay and you also have to have constant content being generated at all times um, a lot of it the, and so that's like what we shared on the lifestyle business podcast last episode where you put like a slash blog page and then you make sure that that blog is updated it doesn't even matter like how necessarily quality the content it's, is it's anything true. yeah if um, a little tip of mine I don't give out too often but if you put a hidden blog, with like a really tiny blog link where people aren't going to find it, you can put all kinds of crap content on there all the time. As long as it's unique and original and keyword rich, that thing's generating all the time. Set it up on WordPress That's to awesome. drip every single day. And so where does the 2,000 word convention come from? I actually just read a study about that. Some SEO pros did a study of, of the top ranking terms for, for hard niches and the sites that always rank the best had the most terms in the front page. All right, so I've got 2,000 words on my front page. I bought in bulk a shit ton of keyword dense uh, content. I'm dripping it out on WordPress on a daily basis. Yeah. I've got a good, legitimate, helpful site. You know, that's all, you know, in the bag, right? Like, it, I, I, like I teach you how to use the Yeti. I explain all the features. I maybe have a video up there, all that stuff. How do I get this shit to number two, number one? How do I get it up there? Uh, you start with you. You can't just blast a site from. The to get go. You have to ease into it. If suddenly you have a brand new site that's getting 100,000 links thrown at it, that site's getting de-indexed. You're not going right. to, Google knows it's spam. So you start slow. I personally would throw maybe 100 high, high quality social bookmarks at it. Social bookmarks seem to be working better than ever. Talking about, you know, dig and good quality stuff like that. Um, 100 of those. Let it sit for a little bit. Then start doing some high quality blog posts. There's plain white hat stuff. Um, the squid do the e-signs the wordpress blog stuff like that right. just always start with the white hat and give it some authority next um, to my own horn but I would throw it up on the high PR blog network or not just mine there's others would too. you would you link directly from your blog network to the core domain or would you prop up your squid domains no I would link directly because that's the high PR uh, network is not really spammy so you don't feel like there's any liability that Google would be like, this guy's got 50 links from these random spam blogs? In my opinion, no. Okay. 
it's uh it's actually solidifying the site more than anything in terms of your infrastructure on the blog network is it all hosted on the same ip or no but every single one's a different c-class ip different <laughs> name servers <laughs> oh. it, it is spread out they're, they're not interconnected is it hot out here sorry <clears throat> that's cool yeah I didn't know so that. if if google was to ever find one of these and de-index it the others would still be just fine to my knowledge, they're not out hunting for these things. Wow. Okay. So, uh, wow. So I'm linking directly from these high quality blog networks into my site. What are my rankings looking at, at this time? Am I three, four months into it? Give me a time frame. Oh, um, you could actually be a month into it and starting to see some some good rankings. Uh, after after that, once you have a lot of the high PR link juice flowing towards your site, you can be a little more risque with things. In, in my opinion, the, the high PR link solidifies your site so you can shake it up a little bit more. So That's so crazy. Because yeah. you bought links at an illegitimate spam <laughs> blog network, totally. now you're legit and you can go do crazy shit. Totally. Totally. So, I so was, what's, a cr what's crazy shit now? Okay. You're already so, rocking my I already feel like I'm experimenting with shit. I'm, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. So in, in this point, I would take all of the high quality white hat properties that I have created, the the Squiddo, the Ezines, the WordPress, the blog.com, Blogger, and I would basically start spamming those a little bit. Um, talking about a little bit more spammy links, uh, extra more blog comments, stuff like that, that are not for newbies, throw that out there. If you don't know what you're doing, don't mess with them, but uh, that would make these sites in turn stronger because they're hosted on strong domains like squiddo.com, ezine.com, they can handle spammy stuff and it transfers that link juice down to you. And the next step would probably be an even larger uh, social bookmark blast. I would send, honestly, a thousand social bookmarks to my site. Um, to the, the core domain? To the core domain. Okay, so how, what does that even mean? How do I blast my site with social bookmarks? Uh, you can do it manually. <laughs> when you go to, just saying, you can go to the White Hat way to each individual site and bookmark it. <laughs> or you can hire someone like me or other people who do the service to do it for you. And there's generally software that does it. And that's what I use, software. Wow. And meanwhile, I'm trying to get the New York Times to write an article about me. And you're ranking number one. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I just, a, a buddy back home, John, uh, he we started his website and did basically this exact same thing. And within two weeks, he's number five the front page for a good medical term <laughs> and I was a little jealous at first like let's back up let's talk about the SEO industry just for one second before we talk a couple lifestyle things and then we can get moving on to the club because it's free drinks in 24 Ooh. minutes so we've got priorities here I mean yeah. clearly <laughs> how long is the motorbike ride? <laughs> exactly I don't want to be late for this <laughs> I mean it's free drinks it's the responsible thing to do is to get mm -hmm. there in time and to make sure that we save money but in turn keep more capital in our businesses and make our businesses stronger so <laughs> brilliant <laughs> the SEO industry a lot of these medical links are taken by these large SEO play companies. How vulnerable are they? How vulnerable is a, is a Livestrong? If I think, you know, I could go in there and do something with like, you know, back pain or whatever it is. I mean, is there an opportunity there for individual entrepreneurs or do you think that these guys have it locked down? It's definitely harder. Um, it's without a doubt harder to break into those rankings. But 
honestly, the pages aren't optimized. So these Live Strong and government websites, they have tons of domain authority, and that's what you're up against. But they don't have links pointing towards it. And that's, that's where you can go higher. You can optimize every little keyword. You can build the best links to it, where these guys, they won't, think, they won't even think about it. And so yeah, you can definitely take them down. So can you off the top of your head identify, you know, I think a lot of what you do is you cause me to question a lot of the inherited wisdom that we're hearing from, you know, guys like Matt Cutts or wherever, you know, Rand Fishkin. And Rand Fishkin's all about, you know, like make sure you write stuff that TechCrunch is going to want to write about or whatever. So you're telling me, you know, if you've got these aggressive guerrilla techniques, you know, how do you learn that stuff, number one? And number two, what's like the biggest misconception that you feel like people have about SEO? Hmm. I learned this stuff the hard way. I mean, starting my supplement website and putting up some AdWords, and I'm like, wow, all of my money is going away, and I'm not getting any traffic. And so I just, I don't even know. I just stumbled across of it and slowly learned the hard way of what works, what didn't. I got sites penalized. Um, Never got any of the indexed yet, fingers crossed, knock on wood. Right. Um, but just did the research, put in the hard time, which is a lot of people don't do. Right. And so if they people want to stand on the shoulder of a giant, they can just sign up for your blog network and call it a day. Not call it a day, but it definitely helps. What's the best way to get in contact with you for that? Besides um, joining the DC, of course. What's my website? Uh, it's called Supremacy SupremacySEO.com. <laughs> that's a good one. It's almost as good as Rank Rat. Yeah, it's, it's only about three <laughs> yeah. minutes old so far. But yeah, yeah, we bought Rank Rat a, Rank Rat a year ago. And I, I, I just saw it for renewal you saw, the you other saw day. saw the notification. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, worry, <laughs> don't worry, it's on auto-renewed. <laughs> <laughs> we violated the 48-hour domain law for that one. You know, you have to think about this shit. I was writing in DC the other day about embarrassing domain purchases. Like two years ago, I bought mobile-money-mentors.com. It's like the worst. Of, can you imagine on the podcast? Good. Good. Meet us at m.m.m.m. <laughs> All right. So final thing before we get moving on to the club. What's your favorite thing about Bali? You know, a lot of the people, you know, I get hundreds of people coming to my website every day. They search like expat for Bali or living in Bali or relocating to Bali. So for those people the search engine traffic, since this is the SEO episode. What is the greatest thing about Bali for you guys, and why are you gonna stick, Why did you get an apartment to stick around for a while, Travis? Um, if I wasn't here, I would say the best part about Bali is the food, but I think Asian food is the best food on the planet. Right. Second only to, you know, Indonesian food, second only to Thai food. Sure. But the reason I'm sticking around is basically just all the entrepreneurs kicking it here. You, your mind gets so awakened, learn so much every single day. If back home, um, I work by myself and never really get stimulated. Here, you don't go an hour without some new idea popping in or somebody saying something, offering some advice that's amazing advice. Yes. Simon? Um, for Bali, I would say it's, there's really everything here. You know, if you get if you want the Western high class, you can you can hang down at the W or the Potato Head or. You, you want more of the uh, local scene you can go up north or south you know it really has it all so that would say I'd say that's the biggest for me for breadth Bali. of options yeah wealth of not we yeah. often say that about Bali it's just like you know it, it, the breadth is is the theme you know it's like yeah. five star restaurant five dollar restaurant mm, right. you know flip flops tuxedo yeah right across the street <laughs> yeah you name it I mean we can yeah the lunch spot across the street from our our you know 
four bedroom pool <laughs> villa. managed villa you can't spend more than a dollar 20 in there no I mean, I've you'd, tried. You'd, you'd, put, you'd put up with fat jokes for the next month if you if you spent two dollars in that place. So, Ian, what's what's your favorite spot? I mean, obviously you're the one who wrote the check for all this. So, what do you think about Bali? Yeah, I'm just trying to recoup my investment. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I think the best part about Bali is uh, is it's definitely hanging out with everybody here. And uh, you know, Bali's got a solid infrastructure, man. It's one of the one of the rare places in Asia where it does have this infrastructure. I mean, the internet's a little bit slow. Once that gets going, it'll it'll be a little bit better. Um, but it's it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful, and there's a great infrastructure. I mean, you can show up here without too many problems and run a nice villa, and uh, lead lead a relatively uh, safe life besides the motorbikes. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's 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 the infrastructure, and it's starting to be the people. You know, we're starting to uh, amass a group of people here that are kind of doing the same kind of internet stuff and cool shit. And uh, it's 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 great to all be in the same spot. So speaking of uh, spot, we're all going to Sky Garden tonight. Oh boy, you just blew up the spot. Which, if you do any googling, little bit of googly googlies on there, and you type in Sky Garden. <laughs> Y'all can figure out what All right, so if you do come to Bali, definitely check out Sky Garden. Five stories of debauchery, <laughs> fire dancing, and drunk dudes. It's not any worse than the clubs in NYC, except for it's about an eighth of the price. Fair enough. And about an eighth of the class. Ten times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Simon, Travis, Ian, thank you for joining me on Tropical Talk Radio. Do come again. Do sleep on the couch for free. Do hang out. Anytime. It's a pleasure. Slept every week. It's a pleasure to have you guys here at the house. I think what we're doing here has been magical for me. That's it. So I'm glad you guys have enjoyed this. Absolutely. Let's get moving. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list. Check it out at tropicalmba.com. Get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do, plus give you those 50 free podcast episodes. If you want to say, hey, check me out on Twitter, at TropicalMBA. We'll see you soon.